understand. I'll never understand why cable news is so obsessed with predicting something that we're all going to find out anyway. Like, all of these people on the news would make the worst planet Earth narrators ever. Yeah. No, because David Attenborough, he doesn't predict. He just tells you what's going on. That's what makes it good. He's like, the lion crouches in the tall glass. Her prey blissfully unaware of her presence. If cable news had that job, nature shows would suck. Be chaos. They'd be like, the lion is about to attack. Will it work? Will the gazelle get away? Will the buffalo stampede completely screw everything up? I think there's a chance that the gazelle might even eat the lion. We don't know what's going to happen here. This is madness. <laughs> I like him taking on the, the cable news pundits. I'm all for that. Wow. Yeah, more of that. You got three options for viewing tonight. NBA Finals, the Mike Bennett Town Hall on CNN. Oh, no. Thank God for the DVR. I'm in it for Bennett. Huh? What? What do you think about that? Or, for the, or the script spelling bee, which we've got more on that in just a minute. Oh, boy. The war over the thermostat. Men and women in the workplace. Science has spoken, and what they say is actually pretty interesting. So stay with us for that. This hour, we promise. And uh, coming up in a few minutes, we're going to talk to Lon He Chen who is maybe our favorite political pundit, who's absolutely fantastic Oh yeah, about all the goings-on from yesterday. So at the Spelling Bee Championship tonight... Oh, we everybody have, loves that, Jack. We have the most commonly misspelled words, but before we get to that, this revelation that is stunning. Yeah, so starting last year, uh, I believe the program is called the RSVBs, mm-hmm. if you want your child to be an RSVB, because okay. it's a spelling bee. It's a gotcha. play, a response, evil play, French. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. God, move on, man. We have limited time. They have pay for play. Now, you don't longer only qualify through regional spelling competitions to get to the National Spelling Bee. Last year was $750. This year, they raised it to $1,500. You can cut a check to get to a certain level of the Spelling Bee. To get to the National Championship Spelling Bee, <sighs> you can just pay to get there. That is crazy. Wow. Who knew? How many people knew that that was happening? Nobody. Nobody. And now this year... And and for both years that they've offered this option, the paid participants outnumber those who won via tournaments. So when you see all the people up there at the National Spelling Bee, there are more people that just their parents paid to get them there than there are people who won a bunch of spelling bees to get there. Wow. Which is what we're all assuming happened. Wow. You're picturing yourself in the spelling bee in second grade, and then you went to the assembly, and you won that one, and then you went to your county, and then just et cetera. And how great a story is that? Nah. Now, your, your parents, who have a lot of money, so obviously this is an opportunity for, once again, the, the wealthy to get ahead. <laughs> in um, spelling. In spelling. <laughs> so just cut I'm a, a professional check. speller. God, that is so weak. Yeah. That, that changes what it is. Well, it's already child abuse, and now it's child abuse without, like, the meritocracy part of it. Do they pay in rupees, most it's, of them, I suppose? Re- stop it. It's repugnant. <laughs> the whole thing is, re- never mind not being delighted by it, you ought to be repelled by it. So it's The a whole com- thing is awful. So it's a completely different thing than you thought it was, though. Well, right. Plus, it's you watch a- that Spellbound documentary, and there's just, there's no appeal. God dang it. So you got kids who, who've spent 15 hours a day in their entire childhood learning to spell words you don't need to know up against kids whose parents wrote a check. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Nice competition. What's the most misspelled word, Sean? Uh, I don't have them ranked in terms of what's the most and least. This, uh, this list, is the top tier. This list has them organized by uh, country of origin. You know, um, what? there are a couple of words that I cannot come close enough that my Apple phone can guess what I'm spelling. <laughs> 
Whoops. And then I have to try to figure out a sentence to, like, Google it and then figure out how to spell it. Because mm-hmm. I just can't spell them. Is, guarantee. I can't ever spell guarantee. Is wow. one of those words, uh, bonduzri, banal or often shoddy religious art. I've, I've enabled the help of the internet what? for some are, of the are, pronunciations. Are, are, any of these words, are any of these words I would use? No, not even close. Uh, I don't know. Would you use the word... Bewusstein Zeglage. I used that twice already oh, today. It's clearly German. Where the hell did that come from? It's a state of consciousness or a feeling devoid of sensory components. Right. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. It's exactly the state I want to be Floating in. Floating in room, in, in body temperature goo. I can't spell guarantee or exercise. Exercise, I think I've finally figured out, but <laughs> don't make me spell it right now. That is a word I've spent my entire life trying to remember how to spell. I will never spell restaurant right on the first try. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's funny. Guarantee. Yeah. Just, just got a U in there. Stick that U in Where? there. It'll be fine. At the beginning? Right after the G. Starts with a U? See, I always try to put the C after the X in exercise. Rezo, a group of meteorolog- meteorological stations under common direction. That's what I call my coworker Ray after a big weekend. Hey, Rezo! We had quite a time, didn't we? Mm. This list seems cheaty. These are all just foreign words. Mm. Yeah, this is stupid. Sorry. <laughs> Thought it'd be helpful in some way. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, amazed that people are paying their way into the spelling bee, though. That is incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, just a quick note from our previous conversation about uh, service dogs. is some dog mauled a person on an airplane, um, and that's going to go away in a hurry. But we got this note from uh, H on a plane to Cabo, Mexico. And this uh, tipsy guy's service comfort German shepherd dog lunged at another passenger who was trying to pass by to use the bathroom. Very sketchy. Owner was drunk. Dog was aggressive. And in Cabo, they didn't seem too keen to let the dog into the country. I don't know nothing about Mexican dog immigration policies, but yeah. So this, yeah, it's got I got my kids with me and that happens. I am really not happy. Boy, another thing that's about to end is uh, watching a baseball game not through a net. Uh, there's Houston, Chicago last night, the Astros and Cubs, and one of the, the Cubbies yanked a hard line drive up the left field side, and it hit a little girl, oh. and she's seriously injured and in the hospital. An older gal was killed. Was it last year at a Yankees game? But recently. Or yeah. recently, yeah. yeah. And they're just... Did something yeah. change? Because we've been playing baseball for 120 years. I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting question. Um, I mean, is is the ball actually more often or faster going into the stands than it did 20 years ago or 40 years ago? I don't know. I don't I, remember. I've read about this. And it, are uh, we just softer? It's funny. My brain is telling me there's something I'm supposed to know, but I don't remember. Uh, pitchers but, are throwing faster. Batters are hitting harder. The technology in which they're making the bats to be more efficient. I mean, all these things are small things that kind of... Are we sitting closer? I don't know that either. I don't think so. I don't think so. so either, based on looking at like old footage. The most common excuse that I've heard is that people, when they used to go to games, they were watching the game. And only the game. Yeah, now they go to the game and they're mixing in, oh, something happened with looking at their phone and well, I, taking I've, pictures. I've and had looking at the incredibly detailed scoreboard. Mm-hmm. I, I usually have been at baseball games where there's very, very little chance of getting it with a ball where I'm sitting. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be an extraordinarily uh, high pop fly into the third deck backwards. Uh, but um, if you've got seats where you can, you got to pay attention every second. Yeah, you can't you can't take your eye. You off. really do. Uh, one of my favorite sports memories for a number of different reasons. A buddy of mine, his dad's company had season tickets to the Chicago Blackhawks, and it was right behind the goal that the Hawks would defend twice. But um, 
it was just high enough that a deflected shot had come whistling past your head. Oh. And, and you, no, you seriously had to pay acute attention, close attention at every moment. And guys would tell people around him, you know, some gal would be chatting. I'm not being sexist here. I'm just, I saw it a lot. Some gal would be chatting and not paying attention. Somebody would say, hey, listen, you really need to pay attention or you're going to get a head wound. But that was fun, man. You felt like you're part of the game. Right by your head. If you got your little kid with you at the game, don't you as the adult have to pay attention? So yeah. you're in front of the ball before it hits her in the face? Yeah, but if you've got a curving line drive off a major league bat, man, you can try as hard as you can to knock that I'm down. Just, Trust just, me, I've tried. I'm just wondering why for all these years we've been able to do this. and Or, or is it just I hate that, why, just because I hate looking through a net? I don't know this to be true. I'm wondering, is it the, if something bad happens in Houston, I will see it 20 times syndrome? That's it. Yeah, somebody there's video could, of these things Somebody now. could have got their fr- face crushed in Kansas City years ago, and you right. wouldn't have known it. It would have been in the local Kansas City paper. Right. And not anywhere else in the country. And with no video. That's probably it. So listen, uh, everybody's uh, all fevered up in D.C. talking about Trump and Mueller and impeachment and the rest of it. How about a smart man, a sober, a voice of reason, Lon He Chen, coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yes, there are some, and and the press makes more of a fuss about the two, the thirty eighth and the two hundred, who are over half of the Congress, after half of the of the Democrats in the House sit on one of these six committees, so they're all on a path of finding more information. That's Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, making the point yesterday, and I, I, you know, I think she wanted to be on a microphone and say this. Look, I got like 38 people that are for impeachment and 200 that are not. Now, we are investigating and doing all that, but it's not even close to the majority. I just heard CNN say there's going to be no impeachment unless Nancy wants it. How does that work? I know the committee votes out recommendation for impeachment or but does the speaker of the house have to put up to could she just say no well I, you know what even I'm, if all of them <laughs> wanted to do it could could the speaker of the house say no we're not we're not I'm, taking this up i'm pretty sure i know the answer to that question but i am certain that lon he chen knows he's the host of the podcast crossing lines with lon he chen also a david and diane steffi research fellow at the hoover institution and director of domestic policy studies and lecturer in public policy at stanford university lon he how are you sir Good morning. Never a dull moment. Oh, my God. Truer words have never been spoken. So uh, to Jack's <laughs> question, could Nancy hold up impeachment single-handedly? Yeah, I don't think she can do it single-handedly. Uh, what she is trying to do, obviously, is she's trying to sway the, the view of people in the Democratic caucus. And the question is how many people are loyal to her versus how many people are not. And if at some point it becomes clear that there's an overwhelming majority of her own people who say, look, we've got to proceed to impeachment proceedings, there's not a whole ton she can do. I mean, she could weigh on people who support her. She could weigh on people who are loyal to her. But as that number shrinks, if people feel it's important for them to move forward, uh, she's not going to be able to hold this up on her own, no. Okay. Just uh, because they'd vote her out, or what would happen? Yeah, I mean, certainly that's one possibility. If she refused to bring it to the floor, they'd probably boot her. But we're nowhere near in a majority. We're at 38, as she pointed Uh out, and 200 against. So it's not even close. 
Yeah, I think I think we have to be careful about about following some of the media narrative on this, because I think that it, it, while it's true, there's a lot of very vocal people in the Democratic Party, including pretty much everybody who's running for president, saying that Trump needs to be impeached. The reality is that a lot of the rank and file Democrats in the House, that's not where they are. So we have to keep a close eye on where these numbers go. Now, if it starts to creep up toward, let's say, 100 people or, or more than that, uh, th- then she's got an issue. But for now, we're still talking about a, a relatively smaller but very vocal minority. And sure. I know exactly what you're talking about, because as I watched cable news yesterday, particularly CNN and MSNBC, to hear what they're saying, all the hosts, all the guests thought it was imperative that they move forward with impeachment. I mean, w- without exception, really, on those two channels. Well, right. It's, it's a media narrative, and that's being driven by who has the biggest microphone. And right now, in the Democratic Party, it's not Nancy Pelosi. It's the people running for president. And when you have the vast majority of people, I don't know if it's the vast, I shouldn't say vast majority, but I think it is close to a majority, if not more than that, uh, who are interested in, in proceeding to impeach Donald Trump, that is why you hear this constantly, because those guys are always on TV talking about whatever. And, and, and so those are the ones who are driving this dialogue. Well, I thought it was interesting, though, the, the guy that's got more uh, more heft than all of them added together currently, Joe Biden, he didn't say a word yesterday. Well, yeah, I, he probably will at some point. But listen, I, I just wanted to interject that a lot of the people howling for impeachment uh, are, are like, you know, if I know my wife is going to say no, th- there's no way we get ice cream. I can say all day long, we, I'm with you kids. We ought to get ice cream. Ice cream's delicious. It's a nourishing treat. It's never going to happen, but I get all the credit. So it's just, it's so phony. Uh, yeah, well, I, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, that, that, that's a great point. I was going to say that's a great point. I mean, this whole impeachment discussion is, is phony because what we've got to realize is that it's a political discussion. As much as these people who favor impeachment want to talk about it as, you know, they, you'll hear them talk about obstruction of justice and it being a legal issue. It's not a legal issue. It's a political question. It was a political question when they impeached Clinton in the 1990s. Same thing. And, 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 and so I just wish we would have a, a, a more genuine discussion about what's really going on here. OK, well, what do you put the percentages of an impeachment uh, proceeding happening at right now? Likelihood. The likelihood, yeah. yeah. I've, I probably put it at one and four, one and you know b- between one and four, one and three. So still not extremely likely, but not okay. a small enough percentage that people could ignore it. Yeah, I just I don't see what's going to change it. The entirety of the Mueller report was out and did not move the polls an iota. And then you got old man Mueller speaking. I'm certain that won't change it. And in uh, a very recent Quinnipiac poll, fifty-seven percent of people say, "Yeah, Trump committed crimes before he became president." About 46% say he's committed crimes while he was president. Yet a paltry 29% support even the beginning of the process to impeach the president. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think the only the only factor I would add to that, and I, I think all that data makes a lot of sense, is that if you look at the data amongst Democratic partisans, if you look at the data amongst Democratic partisans or self-identified Democratic primary voters, I bet those numbers are a lot higher. Oh, yeah. And so certainly for the presidential candidates, that's what they care about. And then even for some of these Democrats who, let's say they're more moderate, but they're concerned about being primaried from the left, they may end up having to move left toward that positioning to, to protect themselves. And so I think that's a dynamic we don't know enough about yet. How lathered up is the Democratic base going to get in terms of agitating for, for impeachment and demanding that their people do it? Does Lon Hee Chen watch game one of the NBA finals tonight or the Michael Bennett CNN Town Hall? 
Tough choice. Uh, neither, <laughs> in, in, neither. I watched the Dodgers Mets game. <laughs> oh, gotcha. wow, wow! Early season baseball, questionable. Long <laughs> Chen on the line. I know. So, listen. Sorry. The uh, the narrative from the president and the Republicans is that the uh, Democrats aren't legislating; they're investigating. They need to stop. To what extent is that true? To what extent has significant legislation stalled? And we have about forty seconds for your answer. Well, look, I think I think it's true that there's no legislative action happening in terms of stuff going through the House and the Senate. I think the House and Senate individually are doing things, but it's almost like Mars and Venus. They're not really, really talking to each other. and They're not doing a whole lot together. I, I take the president's point, which is it's difficult for him to work together with Democrats when he feels every day all Democrats want to do is try and, and, and counter him and try and get him out of office. So it, it's a fair and legitimate concern. But I think everybody just needs to grow up and let's get some things done for the American people because gosh knows that there's a lot of stuff that needs to get done here over these next several months and years. That's, not the least of which, by the way, is dealing with the debt. That's the sort of thing you hear on Crossing Lines with Lon He Chen. We'll have a link at armstrongandgetty.com. Lon He, always enlightening. Thanks a million. Good with you guys. Thank well, you. What's Thanks. in your news, Marshall Phillips? More nuggets from the freewheeling President Donald Trump's impromptu Q&A with Many reporters. nuggets there. Many nuggets. And other stuff? Nope, that's it. That's the pile of nuggets. Next. (laughs) Nuggets next. Armstrong and Getty. Available right now. Via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Coming up, thermostat wars in the workplace, men versus women. All the way Science has weighed in, Jack. Although we got a young woman here on the text line saying that the older guys in her office want it warmer and she wants it colder. We'll get into the battle of that. And science! There is a... uh, Is it because the women are dressing too provocatively? Too much skin. Short skirts, tight tops. Is that it? Maybe. Uh, Which company is this? Are they hiring? (laughs) (laughs) There's a new Toy Story movie coming out. Toy Story 4. In just like a week or so. Uh, Pretty Mm. soon, yeah. yeah. Also... Wow, wow, wow. Three ended it. It was a beautiful end. Also, Pets 2 comes out, like, next week, which my kids are very excited about. Because the first Pets movie was awesome, if you saw it. I don't, and, hope they don't have talking animals in that movie, because that goes against God. And a new Rambo movie. <laughs> the trailer just came out. I am thrilled about this. Is it Sylvester Stallone at age 70? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't, I don't understand. You want me to make a, a hamburger with crap on it? You want... A crap burger? <laughs> you actually want me to make all no, right? This, this, this is Rambo Last Blood. Now you may remember <laughs> they drew First Blood, not him. Uh oh. He's gonna draw that like well, you that's know, a spoiler. He's been hiding from his past. It's time <laughs> he confronts his past. <laughs> oh wait guess a what, Joe? Oh, I bet it's a dark past. Oh, I hope there are dark. scores to settle. Yeah. He, he's older now, so he shoots two times and then like falls asleep. Gosh, <laughs> Michael. That's ageism. News now with Marshall Phillips. Oh boy. President Trump is saying former FBI Director Robert Mueller never should have been chosen to lead the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election. 
saying this several times during the give and take with reporters today. I think he's totally conflicted because, as you know, he wanted to be the FBI director, and I said no. As you know, I had a business dispute with him after he left the FBI. We had a business dispute. Uh, not a nice one. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't happy with what I did. A business dispute with Mueller. This is the guy who said there was no collusion of any sort. Uh, okay. I think, is this a pre... Well, I don't know what it is. I'm tired of it already. <laughs> Meanwhile, Trump says there was nothing new in Mueller's comments yesterday. Nothing new at all. It was, to me, the same as the report. And there's no obstruction. You see what we're saying. There's no obstruction. There's no collusion. There's no nothing. It's nothing but a witch hunt. Now, reporters were asking if he thinks that Congress will ultimately try to impeach him. I never thought that would even be possible to be using that word. To me, it's a dirty word, the word impeach. It's a dirty, filthy, disgusting word. And it had nothing to do with me. So I don't think so, because there was no crime. You know, it's high crimes and, not with or or. It's high crimes and misdemeanors. There was no high crime and there was no misdemeanor. Wow, if you think that's a dirty, filthy word, Mr. President, I got about a half a dozen or so you're going to love. <laughs> oh, he said worse words to Billy Bush. <laughs> 20 more tornadoes slammed the Midwest and the Plains yesterday. More on the way. The total oh. for the month, 500. When will it end? 500. That and the flooding, that, that horrific flooding. Yep. Man, the shots are astonishing. Areas nobody ever thought would flood are just chest deep in water. There are houses that have not been flooded, that are flooded to their ceilings. It's amazing. The mayor of a New Mexico town has issued a cease and desist order to a private group that's building a wall along the Mexican border. The Texas Tribune says the order was issued by the mayor of Sunland Park, just north of El Paso, after it was determined, he said, the group did not have the proper permits for construction. The half-mile border wall was uh, being built over the Memorial Day weekend on private property. The construction was paid for by a private group called We Build the Wall, which has raised $22 million to build a wall in the U.S. Uh, border with Mexico. Yeah, I kind of wonder what was going on with that. How? Yeah. What are the logistics of just going ahead and building your own? You know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to build a barrier between us and another nation. Did you get to do that on your own? And where? On whose land? New J.D. Power North American Airlines Satisfaction Study is out. And it finds overall satisfaction with the airlines is increasing now in record amounts. Mm. Got your traditional carriers doing better and low-cost airlines doing worse this year. Now, you want a rundown of the uh, top five on uh, both, the traditional and the low-cost? Okay. For traditional carriers from fifth to first place, in fifth place. This is is what we like? Yeah. This is the best? Yeah. Okay. In fifth place, you have got United Airlines. Hate them. Hate them. Always will hate them. Then in fourth place with traditional Air Canada. Air Canada coming along. American Airlines was in third place. In second place, Delta Airlines. And the best airline as far as traditional airlines go, Alaska Airlines once again. Alaska? That's funny. I think of them as a discount carrier. I don't travel that much, so I don't know, like, maybe other people travel more. I just, I don't find myself with that many options. I mean... I'm going somewhere on a specific time. These airlines are available at this particular time that I want to go. I'm down to, like, usually one. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't do that much apples and oranges choosing between airlines. No, do you? No, almost never. 
All right. As far as uh, your low-cost carriers. I mean, apples and apples, where you have, like, <laughs> they're both taking right. me here, similar price, so I'm going to sure. choose you because right. I think you're better. I th- I'm not sure that's ever happened in my life, actually. It's very rare. Yeah. All right. Low-cost airlines from fifth to first. In fifth place, you got Frontier Airlines coming in fourth. Spirit Air. I've heard a lot of good things about Spirit Air. Have you? Yep. Yeah. And third place, you got WestJet. JetBlue is in second place and in first place for the third year in a row. Ding, ding. Southwest Airlines. Fly Southwest all the time. Yep. Yep. As far as sports goes, the uh, NBA Finals tipping off tonight. Raptors hosted the Golden State Warriors in Game 1. Meanwhile, last night on the ice in Boston. The Blues win in overtime and have even the series. Got St. Louis Blues beating the Boston Bruins 3-2 to two in OT. That ties up the best of seven. Game three is going to be played Saturday night in uh, St. Louis. That's Look at Your News. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. It's correct, Marshall, but uh, hockey, it's a metric sport. Everything's base 10. It's a uh, best of 10 series. Best, best of, of 10. 10. Yeah. All right. <laughs> How does that work? Yes, I exactly. don't know. I'm not Canadian. <laughs> Rooting preference in the NBA Finals. 47 states to be rooting for the Raptors, three for the Warriors. Part of that is probably just the underdog thing. But uh, 47 states, soon to be former states, have sided with a foreign foe, a foreign adversary. You can't be rooting for a foreign country Unbelievable! in our world championships. Only Cal Unicornia, Nevada, and Hawaii. Are siding with the mighty warriors. We only let U.S. teams participate in our world championships. Boy, I tell you what, if our fans were like this in the 40s, we'd all be speaking German. Huh? Unbelievable. Shocking. Shocking. I'm looking at you, Illinois. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so you're going to oh, nail down the thermostat, thermostat wars. Yeah, it's actually yeah. really interesting because it's an ongoing battle, not just between men and women, but different women and older people and younger people and the rest of it, but... Science has uh, coughed up something that I think you'll find worth examining. That may be my worst sentence ever. Women in the workplace. <laughs> and I apologize for it. When will the problems end? <laughs> oh, oh Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. say this though on the other hand on the other hand i understand why bachelor nation is so pissed off right because it's not like this guy's the only source for weather yeah he's like if it wasn't for me you'd all be dead how would you know what's gonna happen in the weather it's like yeah we got phones we got phones i mean (laughs) if a tornado comes my phone will alert me and then i'll check the alert and then i'll get distracted by instagram and then the tornado will hit me while i'm liking photos very simple yeah that's the uh, we played that clip yesterday of a uh, meteorologist who was angry at social media complaining (laughs) He was giving tornado updates during the Bachelorette. Um, I, I am surprised that, you know, breaking weather like that's different. But just in general, the fact that TV weather still exists is amazing to me. Even my parents uh, get their weather from the Internet. They have big, beautiful charts, though. I mean, really nice graphics. Really up their game. If it's going to be cloudy, they got big, puffy clouds right there on the TV. But are there people that wait through the commercials to see what their weekend outlook is? Hard to imagine. I don't know who you are. Yeah. Speaking of science, Jack, 
The thermostat wars are well known in uh, many workplaces, and uh, it's often been attributed to the fellas are wearing a lot more than the women. You know, I've, as the dad of a couple of girls, I've, I've just, I wonder why women are showing off their legs and arms and substantial parts of their chests in some cases and the rest of it, and the dudes are not in the modern world. I just, and it seems kind of silly to me, but not agitated about it. It's just silly. Uh, but science has ruled, Jack, or has weighed in. New study shows women tend to perform better on certain skills when the temperature is a little warmer, making them more productive, while oh, men... I, I'm not more productive when it's warm. Stay tuned for the next half of the sentence. While men tend to perform better when the temperature is a bit cooler. It's meat locker cold in here, by the way, folks. If you don't know this about the show, I mean, it is freaking cold in here. Um, you know, well, then why aren't you performing better? Yeah, fair question. Uh, in a paper released <laughs> that uh, random fan? just Wednesday, researchers at the University of Southern California, it doesn't make clear whether they're like good researchers got in on the merits or the parents wrote a check, but researchers <laughs> at USC and this uh, social science center in Berlin reported that in experiments, test scores on verbal and math skills improved for women as the temperatures rose and were better for men when they declined, although to a lesser effect. Um... Is that because the women need to perform better in the cave with the baby while the man's out hunting the woolly mammoth? I mean, where does this come from? It, it, it could well be. I don't. I don't know. Um, but they they were discussing the whole. Well, women don't wear enough. Uh, trying to allure you with their bare legs, etc. Um, but they said, uh, wow. "Where's the note here that um, that the experiment was on college students." Um, rather than button-down shirts and pants or sleeveless blouses and dresses, both male and female students dressed in relatively similar ways, according to the uh, scientists in charge. They're all coming in in shorts and T-shirts. It is surprising that all men and women in the workplace aren't wearing khakis and polo shirts. For the or most just part. something very similar. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I don't hate it. Like I said, it doesn't make me mad. It illustrates the silly, silly lie that is, there's no difference between men and women. It's only a social construct. I just, I think there really is a difference. There are lots of differences. Um, I don't think you necessarily have to dress like a sex pot, but I don't know. Again, I'm not that worried about it. Uh, so I don't, you know, where this uh, ends up, I, I do not know. I would say, though, that it's incumbent on people who do better in cool temperatures to wear a little less. And if you excel when you're warmer, wear more. God, if it's warm in the room, I can't do anything. Sleep. Oh. The idea of I'm going to like really, <laughs> really get to work on a hard mental exercise when it's hot in the room. Oh, I know it. I know it. Isn't that amazing, though, that women tend to do a little better? Huh. Um, God, anyway. I can just picture like being in seventh grade and I'm near the window and the sun's beating in and it's oh. after lunch. And it's just, God, I just want to lay down on the floor. And my first job after college, same thing. West side of the building, that office would get warm after lunch and I'd have a belly full of something I ran home to eat. So we live close by, and oh, I just, I fought sleep like I don't want to make an unfortunate metaphor. <laughs> oh, go ahead. I had thank you, Michael, for your permission. I fought sleep with everything I had until I just couldn't fight it anymore. <laughs> and you think, did sleep. Oh yeah, I would just at take your a desk. little cat nap. At least I had the take decency. A nap. I least, had an office. At least I had the decency to go sleep in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> away from the workplace. I didn't want to influence the other employees. Well, yeah, like I said, I closed my uh, office door because I had important calls to make. Couldn't be disturbed. 
Magazine over face. <laughs> I was less than a model employee. But I learned from that experience. You may have suffered from burnout, as we learned yesterday, right. which is an actual medical condition now, according to the World Health Organization, which includes not being super into your job. Right. You suffer from burnout. And being tired of it, as it turns out. <laughs> you know, I went to my boss. At one point, I was making a pathetically low wage. I mean, really pathetically for a salaried employee. But you had your own office. Well, yeah, yeah. And... Um, and uh, I went to him, I said, listen, I, I really need a raise. I'm not making enough. And he said to me, essentially, you ought to do a better job. <laughs> you sleep in your office. Nah, he didn't say that. <laughs> but he did say, well, see, how, here's how this thing works. You couldn't have been too busy It's not if a, you're taking naps in the office. Well, it, it came and it went. You know, it was one of those jobs where you'd be intensely busy, and then it'd be kind of optional. <laughs> Getting stuff done. Or maybe I'll get it done he, in I wonder if hour. the boss would describe it as kind of optional. <laughs> Now. I'm sure he would have suggested. In fact, he did suggest. You know, I want to find something to do. Right. Uh, yeah, but see, he, he pointed out to me, you and all. this this fascist, this absolute fascist, had this idea that instead of you give a raise, then the employee's work improves. That it ought to go the other way around. <laughs> I'll work harder when I see that there's some point to this. Right. Exactly. You want uh, effort? Effort? You say? Well, come across there, money bags. <laughs> He's had a different view. My job was hourly. I had a cubicle. I didn't, but, and, uh, they, I finished all my work. There was no more work to be done. We're talking about an eight hour day. Yeah. And you were a plucky youngster among a bunch of burnt out, apathetic people who've been there a long time. People that were very close to retirement. Right. So, in, and, and, and they were unionized. They couldn't really lose their job. Oh, boy. So, how far into your eight hour day did you get, um, still working before you were done with your work? I mean, how quickly could you get your work done? About an hour. Wow. Wow. If I sat down and really got to it, I could do all my work in about an hour. And then I got the whole day ahead of me. And I was working a night job also. And it's just, ah. Listen, I'm that was not... the worst soul suck ever because I was 23, fresh yeah. out of college in the go-go lifestyle, and I'm working in this cubicle place with a bunch of oldsters, you know, with one foot in retirement, the other foot in the grave. Oh, boy. And it, just, it was just a life suck. And, and did you get the, uh, hey, cut it out, quit oh, working no. so fast? No, no. They didn't care? No. Nobody cared? Nobody paid any attention. Oh, that's why right. right. it, so it was a union shop, so nobody could tell them to work harder. No, that's why it was so easy for me to just go to the bathroom, close the stall door, and rest my uh, head on my knees and uh, take a nap. I was, wow. more fle- a nap. I was more flexible then. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah. I'm sure I, I could do that now. But you'd need a series of devices. There'd be a little more work after happen. lunch, so I would take a nap till around noon, Yeah, go eat my lunch, and then uh, after, after lunch, there's a little bit of work, then back to the stall. <laughs> <laughs> Take a little nap. Wow. I was working for AT&T, actually. I would explain those strangely shaped bruises on your thighs. Years of doing that. It's just a different time because all these people that worked there, they were all exactly the same age. They had all come from the same senior high school class in that town and were all hired at the same time as 18-year-olds back when that's the way America worked, you know? Whether yeah. you went to work for GM or AT&T or whatever, and they were all now 58 They'd been there for, and I remember thinking at the time, you've been doing this for 40 years. Oh, my God, hang me. I mean, all of them are going to retire at the same time. Yeah, wow. wow. 5,000 people in one building working for AT&T. So the story that a lot of the folks on the left are making a big deal of today is that uh, Trump's uh, appearance, the president's appearance, where was he that he was uh, making the speech in front of the Navy people? 
Uh, I don't remember, um, but that somebody at the White House requested that the USS John S. McCain be moved or shrouded or people with McCain gear not be allowed into the speech because the president didn't like McCain and people are making a big deal of that. Trump has said, listen, somebody may have requested that, but I I had nothing to do with it. Mm. And the secretary of defense said, I have no idea what you're talking about. Fake news. I don't know that it is. I think somebody in the White House may have thought, oh, oh, the McCain's there. We probably ought to do something about it. Well, you can't put that on Trump. No, I, I really don't think you can. He's in charge of the White House. The buck stops there, Jack. Right. It's the administration. Well, people are making a big deal of it. In fact, I heard the inevitable, the constant, the the, the never-ending line of, this is the final straw. This is the moment that will, okay. All right. But this is kind of funny. College freshmen pleaded guilty Tuesday to fooling Secret Service agents and sneaking on to Mar-a-Lago. This 19-year-old, uh, I think he was a uh, University of Iowa guy. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, he's a Badger, University of Wisconsin, business major. His uh, his folks belonged to some club down the beach. He wandered down the beach and stood in line to get into Mar-a-Lago, said, yeah, I'm a member. They let him in. He wandered around for a while. Wow. Well, he's been charged with um, uh, entering a restricted area. Why are you charging him with something? Charge the security people with not doing a good job. Don't charge well, him with something. The assistant attorney, U.S. attorney said, we have no reason to believe he had a political, criminal, or terroristic purpose. It was a foolish decision he did on a lark. Once again, how too, about but... the emphasis on whoever let him in? They said security has been tightened. Has it? So 19-year-olds can't say, yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to be here, yeah, <laughs> and get in. <laughs> so he's got probation for a year. All right. The third yeah is always the giveaway that somebody's lying Yeah, to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, whatever happened to that one uh, Asian woman? That Chinese gal. Who snuck in with all the computers and all that Pleated sort of stuff? not guilty. Have they we'll figured see. that out? I got more on China coming up. I hope you can stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty.